Welcome to our podcast with Jana Nunez and Arena Capitula. Our purpose is to equip and empower others by sharing real life stories. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Hi, friends. Hey, <laughs> we're here. We're here together. Yay. It's always the best when we're yes. together. Yes, Lots absolutely. Of laughs. Usually absolutely. some tears. <laughs> but we'll see what happens today. We'll see. Yeah, let's let's see who's gonna be crying this time. <laughs> Usually it's me, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. Yes. Okay. So we're so excited to introduce you to our friend. She has been a friend, a mentor, a leader in our life for the past yeah. twelve to thirteen years, and so we're super excited just to hear what's on her heart, yeah. what she has to share, and honestly, just the truth and transformation that mm. is going to happen after today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so good to see you guys. Wow, thanks for coming all the way to Portland. Yes, of course. It's amazing. It's like our home away from home. Yes. <laughs> Literally. So uh, I have to ask, as your friend, uh-huh. what has been your favorite part about doing this podcast so far? I know we've just started. Yeah. We're doing yeah. Let's Talk About It. Mm-hmm. What has been just the best part so far? I think getting the messages. Yeah. We're getting messages like, Oh my gosh, I needed to hear this. Thank you so much for yeah. talking about it. Wow. You know, it's just such a great reminder. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God's been really talking to me about, you know, this situation and this was just confirmation, you know. Oh. So just, you know, and then I know people listen to this that don't necessarily like go to church every Sunday, yeah. mm-hmm. which is completely fine. Yeah. You know, but they're also getting something out of it. Yeah. So I think for me, that's what's been exciting. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely has to be one of my favorite ones is like hearing people that typically wouldn't you know be in church but mm-hmm. they're hearing this you know mm-hmm. and another thing is doing this you know bringing on people and hearing their yes. stories that's like I'm so excited for this <laughs> podcast so, yeah 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 that's so good yeah yeah I think um I think we're in a time and season right now where you know God is reaching his hand across the nation mm-hmm. and he's he's just he's like taking the covers off of people yeah. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's he's waking them up. He's getting mm-hmm. them out of the, their slumber. And it's been really cool to see. Um, you know, I was just in a, we did a, what we called a drench night at the church last night. Mm-hmm. And it was really incredible just to hear the testimonies of women waking up wow. to their calling and waking up to the fact that we're in a war yeah. and that mm-hmm. there is something to fight right now and there's an enemy after us and there's an enemy after our children and Mm -hmm. you know there's just this this wake up call this clarion call of wake up across the nation and it's hitting especially the mothers Mm -hmm. that's what we've noticed and so I know you're gonna have pastor Jenny on here and she's gonna talk a lot about that I'm sure Mm -hmm. but um it's just been really really amazing to see and then especially you guys just you know using your voice and um, doing this and getting the stories out there so that people can be, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, understanding that we, we don't need to hide anymore. Yeah, that's right. You know, because hiding, whatever you lock up will ultimately lock you up. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you lock up in secret will start locking you up in your life. Mm -hmm. It'll lock up your destiny. It'll lock up, you know, what you can fully do. Yeah. For Jesus, it'll mm-hmm. lock up your voice. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that, especially women, I want them to understand yeah. is that secrets will lock you up on the inside mm-hmm. yeah, and good. you won't get to your fullest potential, wow. you know, with secrets. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're just seeing a big sweep of that. Um, okay, you know, so question yeah, on that. So what do you think is the biggest reason why people, women, yeah. you know, maybe women or men, 
why they feel like I can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why they feel like they need question, to keep yeah. it hidden. Yeah. Well, I think you've dealt with this a lot. I mean, you probably could speak on that a, like quite a bit, but mm-hmm. the but the the church, mm-hmm. you know, being which is supposed to be the safest place yeah. that we could come. Yeah. And just for whatever reason, we got off track somewhere along the way. I didn't yeah. grow up in church, mm-hmm. so I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm referring you to you, mm-hmm. Arena, because you grew up in a very strict religion. Yeah. And um, and I know you have things to say about that, but like the, the church somewhere along the way got mm-hmm. off track and started to really, I mean, I think it's been really a lot of behavior modification <laughs> that has happened, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know, That's and true. a lot of... Well, if I can fix this behavior, then I'll look acceptable, acceptable mm-hmm. to the church, and mm-hmm. then I'll be fine because I'm fitting in as a Christian. Right. And I remember thinking that when I got saved. I was 26 when I got saved, and I remember thinking, man, like I just have to fit in somehow into yeah. this church mm-hmm. setting, and I didn't know what that was supposed to look like. I knew I was supposed to be a good girl. I knew I wasn't supposed to cuss. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like there was things that was like, oh, dad, Christians don't do that, yeah, you know? yeah. But other than that, it was very hard for me to find who I was Mm -hmm. in the church setting, Mm -hmm. you know. And so God took me on a journey through business where he he opened up, you know, the insides of me and the the real true, truest form of who Tiffany was in the business realm. And, and that became our marketplace ministry. That's where I met both of you. Yeah. And, you know, then, and then lo and behold, we start going to church together and we start, you know, and then, and then years later you're pastoring a church and, you know, I mean, just like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Like, this is so cool. Um, but I think, I think what it boils down to is we're afraid. We're afraid to number one, be ourselves because we don't trust Mm ourselves aside from, you know, religion. Yeah. Right. And so you have to come into this place of going, okay, Jesus, you say in your word that you take a heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh, Mm -hmm. that you transform us, that you make us brand new, that the past is gone and our sins are as far as the east is from the west. Mm -hmm. And you you can't Mm -hmm. even find them, Lord. So what does that look like in my heart? Mm -hmm. And it's translating um, the the experience of church into a personal experience yeah yep and that is very very difficult to do i believe um it's the inner work that will always be the hardest Mm -hmm. and it's the inner work that will like i said unlock the things in your life that you so desperately want Mm -hmm. it's all about going in inside the heart inside your soul inside the pain and the trauma and the regrets and the shame and the sin and all the things that we come to the table with and we try to just tuck it away and like fit in Mm -hmm. to the church box that's it right there um and i just i really think that god is unmasking um the religious spirit right now he's unmasking um this thing where we have to have it all together Mm -hmm. you know and we can say the great things like Mm -hmm. oh you don't have to be perfect to come to church like you don't have to hold it all together but yeah, we're like holding it all together. Yeah, yeah. We're like being, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. I'm in a constant process of of unmasking any mm-hmm. form of false identity that yep. is creating hiding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, last night I got up in front of these women and I just said, you know, okay, number one thing is is I'm doing a form of hiding right now. So let's just start there. And I talked about my wow. little my little belly pooch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm hiding it. I have my thing buttoned up. I do I said, Do you know how much energy and emotional and brain energy and creative energy that I take every day 
every time I get dressed to hide my belly pooch, my mama pooch, you know, when all I need to do is just work out a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I said, but I said, I'm hiding. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to see this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because maybe you'll think differently about me. Maybe I don't know why I don't want you to see that. Yeah. And so I, I started by confessing and, um, there's this verse that I read yesterday that was really powerful. Um, and of course I'm going to have to try to find it really quick because it's, oh gosh. Yep. I'm going to get it now. Hold on. Um, it's in James. I know that James five. (laughs) So let me pull it up, but you guys have to hear this because, um, it's about, you know, confessing your sins to one another. Mm -hmm. And, um, where is it? Okay. So, so I'll read it to you first in the Amplified version. And then I'm going to go to the passion translation, which I love. Um, so it says, therefore it's James five, uh, 16. Um, therefore confess your sins to one another, mm-hmm. your false steps and your offenses. Mm-hmm. So your sins, your false steps and your offenses mm-hmm. to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, is able to accomplish much. Mm -hmm. When put into action and made effective by God, it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. And, okay, so there's a couple things I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, number one, confessing and coming out of hiding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming, like, like figuring out, okay, what am I trying to hide right now? Mm -hmm. What sin am I hiding? Mm -hmm. Because remember, whatever you lock up will lock you up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it'll lock up your voice. It'll lock up your vision. It'll lock up your businesses. It'll lock up your marriage. It'll lock up your yeah dreams, your parenting, all of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, um, and then the second thing I want to talk about is, is how do we get to a point where we are absolutely passionate Mm -hmm. about what God is doing on the earth? Yeah, like that's good. Like this whole um like watered down Christianity, yeah. the be nice and mm-hmm. just put on a smile and just love people. Yeah. It's yeah. not working. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah. What we need to do is become passionate lovers yeah. of Christ yeah, and, and really just know number one, that we're in a war. Yeah. And so, okay. So with this scripture in the TPT, which is my favorite, confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. Yeah. So nowhere yeah. in there does it say, okay, yeah. you don't need to be so loud when you pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it says the passionate, yeah. heartfelt prayers of yeah. a believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how we see restoration and healing and tremendous power mm-hmm. starting yeah. to flow. And so I just That's want right. to get to the point where, um, number one, I have no fear of man yeah. and what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to just be the one that I'm at a basketball game and yeah, I'm going to stand up to the bullies. I'm going to mm-hmm. build, build kids up and I'm going to, you know, pray and I'm going to encourage, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do it all boldly. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I just don't want any fear anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think and that's, that's where so we're good. at, you know, it's, on the spectrum. It's good because, um, so we just recorded a podcast with Trinity and Lydia. Okay. And that was one of the things that they talked about was just A couple going, of my favorite Gen yeah. Zers. <laughs> you know, going to, like, still going to church on yeah. Sundays, doing all the things, but yet confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because something wasn't matching. Yeah. And so they were like, we just, you know, like, how do we 
at that age, it's like we didn't know how. Mm -hmm. So it gave us permission almost, you know, to start just being the water down, do the things, Mm -hmm. but not actually transform. Yeah. You know, and so they talked about that. So I love that you said that because it's like, yeah, they're they're teenagers, but even adults. Mm -hmm. Think about how many, you know, parents. I mean, I know I did that for a little while, you know, and it took something very, you know, hard for me to have yeah. to walk through yeah. to say, whoa, 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 what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had to wake up a little bit. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, That's really I good. love that. Yeah. That's it really makes good. me think of like, the thing is like the real religious spirit, you yeah. know, sometimes we think the religious spirit is only in the church, Yeah, but it's actually everywhere because like you touched, oh, yeah. you know, like you stand up to the bullies, you know, mm-hmm. but if you have religious spirit operating, it is going to tell you, Tiffany, Mm-hmm. you're a christian mm-hmm. don't do it <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and so it makes me just think that sometimes we as christians we um we allow the religious spirit to be the counterfeit safety oh yeah mm-hmm. when in reality jesus is the safety like he is our safety net you know we need to trust him yeah but instead we buy into the safety of the religious spirit because when it comes down to sharing our testimony yeah or to not be that watered down christian you know it's like it's safer mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. just be you know quieter Okay, so how how would you guys describe somebody that would have the religious spirit? Because what if somebody's like, I don't even know what that is. Like, what if I have, you know, like, how would you describe that? I think first thing, because I've dealt with it, Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is if you get offended about everything, (laughs) you have a a religious spirit. Okay. 100%. You know, if if you're in a church and everything is offensive to you, Mm -hmm. like, anything that you're hearing is that's wrong, that's not right, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. the accusation, it's that, you know, like, it's wrong, so mm-hmm. that would be, that would be the, my first indicator, okay. um, and then, yeah, that would be, that would be, that's the biggest one for me, wow. is right away, it's like, it's, it's an accusation, it's, you know, like, well, are you sure, you know, it's the lies, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 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 it's judgment, it's, yeah. um, yep, you know, that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm offended because I'm judging yeah, what you're doing yes. and what you're saying yes, and yes. the way you're saying mm-hmm. it. And I don't necessarily, it doesn't fit into my man-made box. Exactly. Even if it's from the Bible. Even mm-hmm. if it's from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think, I think the thing about relig- the religion, religious spirit and religion in itself is it's man-made. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. man-made. Yeah. It's, it's, if you go back to Acts and you read what the first church was like. Yeah. You know, it makes it, it makes it very, um, it's very easy Mm -hmm. and it's very, um, you know, clear on what it's like to be a church. Mm -hmm. And so man made anything man made that exalts itself over God, Mm -hmm. that would be the religious spirit. And really the religious spirit tells you that you can actually never measure up. You can't ever be good enough. You can't ever, you always have some something to attain and Jesus when Jesus hung on that cross he said I actually take I take all of that Mm -hmm. on my body and so anytime we try to um pay for our own sin Mm -hmm. you know by the religious spirit we're punishing ourselves yeah we're basically saying that the cross wasn't enough enough. yeah all of that and Mm -hmm. that's where we have to come to the terms where it's like no the blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. erases every sin all shame, all guilt, all condemnation, all judgment, yeah. you know, and, and it's only by his blood. Yes. It also says that by his body, by his wounds, we were healed. Mm-hmm. So the 39 lashes on his back yeah. are, that's what we can claim for our healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we walk around powerless yeah. when yep. Jesus, Jesus did everything that we needed on the cross. And then he said, then he went to the grave, mm-hmm. took the keys 
from from the devil, from death, and conquered death, and then rose Mm -hmm. from the grave. And then he said the same spirit that rose, you know, the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. Mm -hmm. That's what we receive when we receive Christ. Mm -hmm. So there's no form of powerless in us. We have all the power. Mm -hmm. And that's what we also say about our kids. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Yep. Yeah. They have the same Holy Spirit we have. Mm-hmm. It's not like a little guy Holy Spirit. We have a big guy Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much are you tuning in to mm-hmm. what he is doing and saying. Yeah. yeah that's and right. that's where your power comes from. When you know that, hey, I'm never going to be good enough. Yeah. And I actually don't have to try anymore. Because mm-hmm. I just have to accept the free gift of, you know, Jesus on the cross yeah. for yeah. me. And then that is where my power comes from. That is where my confidence comes from. That is where everything comes from. And, you know, we, we walk around sometimes as Christians, we're like, okay, my ministry and my story and my church and my, 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 you know, and the Lord corrected me one time. He said, he said, your, your story, that's actually my story. He goes, and I will do what I want with it. And I'm like, okay, God, do what you want with my story. And so I had to surrender my testimony to him. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Like, it sounds so bizarre. Um, the other thing I felt like I needed to tell some listeners on here is that the, you know, God, he's funny with me. Um, when you start hearing his voice and you start having this relationship, he talks to you how you, know, how you talk. Yeah. Like, yes. it's like a friend, like oh, a, yes. you know, like he'll, he'll correct me how I need to be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really awesome. So sometimes it can sound kind of mean, but yeah. that's what he does yeah. with me yeah. because yeah. I need some help else. Like yeah. I, I'm strong, so I have straight. to be corrected. Yeah. Tell it to me straight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, those strong kids, you got to yeah. correct them harder than the other ones because they're strong. Mm-hmm. And so you got to li- you got to line that up, you know? So that's where you're like, man, this one, like just takes a lick and it keeps on yeah. digging, you know, like, man. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of how I am. But, um, so he told me one day I was like, I remember it was just, this is just not that long ago. You guys like just tra- all in all transparency. This is not that long ago. And I was mm-hmm. having this moment of like, not this moment, a few weeks mm-hmm. of like, like, I don't want to <laughs> go to church. Uh, I don't want to go to this ministry thing. I don't want to go to youth group. I don't want to go lead. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm like, this is all boring. It all sucks. You know, everything sucks. Like I'm just, I was having a, 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 just a breakdown moment. I'm just being honest with you. And I was like, man, that could be better. That could be better. (laughs) This sucks. This is boring. It's the same thing every time, you know, like, and it was just swirling in me. And Mm. I remember finally just stopping and going, okay, God, what is going on right now with me? Which that's the hardest question to ask because then yep. you're going to get ready to hear it. Oh, yeah. What actually is going uh-huh. on, right? I said, what is going on? And he said, and I said, I'm bored with everything. He goes, Tiffany, you're boring. <laughs> that's what he literally said. He goes, you're yeah. boring. He goes, stop being boring. You're yeah. bored with yourself. Wow. He goes, go do something new. Mm-hmm. Go, go liven up a little bit. He goes, go work out. Go do something that you like to do. Go have fun. Yeah. He goes, don't be wow. boring. He's like, you're seeing this out of your own filter. It has nothing to do with anything around you. Yeah. So that's the part where you're talking about that judgment, that like, I don't like that. I don't like, it's like, well, ultimately you don't like yourself. Right. It's really what God was telling me. (laughs) So yes, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's like, so the inward work, ladies, the inward Mm -hmm. work, you have to go internal. You have to look at your filters. I also talk a lot about um, like wound care, right? So we, we walk around 
Um, the reason why healing is so important, like healing, emotional healing is so important mm -hmm. is because like, say I have this just gash in my shoulder right here mm -hmm. and it's like open, it's an open wound mm -hmm. and you know, something hurt me and we're talking, you know, like we'll, we'll con context it into spiritually, but let's say it's in the physical and it's, it's an open wound mm -hmm. and I definitely need to go get stitches. I definitely need to go mm -hmm. to the hospital, right? If someone were to come over and just tap it the wrong way, like mm -hmm. even just touching yeah. it, it would hurt horrendously. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then it's like, okay, there's definitely something there. I got to go to the hospital. Like they stitch me up. Mm -hmm. They, you know, take care yeah. of it. They put all the stuff on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a little bit better. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect the, the slightest touch anymore, but, but it still will hurt mm -hmm. if yeah. you push on it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it has to heal yeah. before it can just be right. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Spiritually, we walk around with these emotional wounds mm -hmm. from people, from yep. past hurts, regrets, mm -hmm. sin, whatever. Sin leaves a wound, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's open and we don't see it because it's internal. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. So we don't see this wound that we have. And I'm just having a casual talk with Arena mm -hmm. and say I have this spiritual wound. Yeah. Nobody can see it. I can't see it. She can't see it. I don't even probably know it's there. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're having this casual talk and she says something in like maybe a little bit of a sassy tone or something mm -hmm. and boom it pokes that thing right yeah. there mm -hmm. and guess what it hurts mm -hmm. and i'm like ow oh wow man you really have a problem like that's you like wow. you did that to me yeah mm -hmm. and rena's like i didn't like i didn't do anything yeah well wow. i have a wound there that you just went whack like that not knowing and so wow. guess who's 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 in the wrong right now is it her is it my offense with her? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. She didn't, like, she's not purposefully poking a wound. Mm -hmm. She might have been a little bit harsh mm -hmm. or a little mm -hmm. bit corrective mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. She didn't know there was a wound there, and neither did I. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah. like, that hurts so bad. And now I don't know if Rena likes me. Right. I don't know if she's my friend. What does she That's think so about me? What is going on yeah. here? Oh, we have a problem now? Oh, what does Arena think about, like, have you had any problems with Arena? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we do yeah. all this stuff yeah. and, and it's just, it's my own this wound yeah. that needs to be taken care mm -hmm. of and healed. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then what happens? Here's what happens in our life. So then I'm like, then I have this thing with Arena now yeah. and I'm not sure about her <laughs> because she just hit me really hard yeah. and it hurts. I'm not quite sure. So I'm going to tread lightly mm -hmm. and now I start protecting myself yeah. mm -hmm. and then I might even start rejecting her. Mm -hmm. And then, and then guess what happens? She's just like, okay, whatever. And she goes no away. Idea. Yeah. And yeah. she goes away. And then I'm like, see, Arena totally rejected me. See, everything mm -hmm. that I knew was true, that was true. Because look at, there she there she yeah, goes. She yeah. was totally mad the whole time. And rejection rejects. Mm -hmm. So because I'm rejecting her, then I will then get rejected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Immediately. Wow. Right? And we don't know this. We don't see this. And so we spend all of our life in turmoil with relationships. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm telling you this because I've done it. Okay, that's the only way <laughs> that I can tell you the truth about this is because I've done this before. I've done this, the turmoil yeah. cycle in my head and I've done all the stuff. And then what happens? Then I go and I'm walking around with the same wound that's not healed because mm -hmm. I don't know it's there. I'm just right. thinking she's the bad guy, mm -hmm. right. right? And whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going over here and Jenna's like, she does the same thing and she, boom, pokes that wound mm -hmm. again. And I'm like, ah, mm -hmm. like, why are you such a jerk? Like, yeah. what is going on? And she's yeah. like, like, like yeah. I didn't do anything right so we keep getting poked and guess what can't happen when it keeps getting 
hurt. It can't heal. heal. You know, like Mm -hmm. a physical wound, Mm -hmm. it's just gaping open. It keeps getting hit. It's not going to heal. And so we have to do the inner work that it takes to go in and go, okay, God, that hurt. Mm -hmm. Like it was, and and anytime something happens twice, like just, just go to God. Like once, (laughs) once he might be able to kind of get around it and be okay. But like double, triple, anything that's repetitive, we Mm -hmm. have to assess with ourselves. And um, people are like, how do I know if I have a stronghold? How do I know if I need deliverance? How do I know if I have a wound? It's the repetitive, repetitive cycles Mm -hmm. of, ow, that hurt. Every Mm -hmm. time someone corrects me, I get hurt. And I feel like I'm broken. And I feel like they're hating me and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. And so, and that was my thing. I couldn't be corrected. Mm -hmm. I couldn't. I I went through a long time where it was like, okay, as soon as I felt correction, it was like defense mechanism would go Mm -hmm. up. Because there was wounds there that needed healed by the Lord. And so we have to do the inner work. We have to figure out, okay, Holy Spirit, that hurt. Why? Mm-hmm. What is going on in me yeah. where that hurt? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. And most of the time, he's not going to say, you know, Jana just really has a problem. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking say, of all yeah. the scenarios in my head right <laughs> know, now of like, seriously. oh, yeah, I remember when God told me this. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, funny one. I got to take yeah, a funny yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah, one yeah. time, this is hilarious. One time I was, I was sitting on the couch with my husband and I told him, I said, hey, just so you know, I have an eyebrow appointment tomorrow. And he said, again? And you guys, I was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. I just will never get my eyebrows waxed ever again. Like, yeah. Canceling <laughs> this it was right like now. like a year ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And oh, I, yeah. I walked up and immediately God's like, okay, we're going to talk about that. You know, and I go into the room and I'm like, <sighs> yeah, okay, totally. why? You know, and the root of it was disappointment. You know, and so then we, you know, I dealt with that, had to go back out. I mean, this all happened within like five minutes. Mm-hmm. You so know? how did God tell you that about disappointment? Let's just break that down just a little bit. He showed me a picture of a time where I felt like I had disappointed my husband. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so I was like, okay, that's wow. that's what it is. And so I had to walk my butt back out, apologize to him, you know, and yeah. he knew like at this, you know, he's like, I knew something else was happening, you know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's but I'm like, so really? Good. It was an eyebrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was my eyebrows? <laughs> Over the eyebrows, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's it, right? Like it's like doesn't even make sense to yeah. them. Like 100%. I just said I just said again, like I thought you just weren't. Mm-hmm. And I took that as offense. I took mm-hmm. that as you're mad at me, you're you know, all the things. So Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys like this is mm-hmm. this should be really encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Because almost every single problem oh. that you have relationally in your life you can actually solve. Yeah. With your own inner work with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And and the key is, is like, is ask Holy Spirit, what is going on right now? Mm -hmm. I need you to show me why I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And he will every time. Every time. He'll show you a memory, just like what Jana said. For me, he'll just say, you you don't like yourself. Yeah. You are Mm -hmm. bored with yourself. Like, it just was a quick answer. And I'm like, okay, God, like, that's easy. That seems easy to fix. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's just really, really important that we start doing this inner work because that's really where our power comes Mm -hmm. from. And we want to be able to, you know, close up those wounds, have them stitched up by the Lord, have them healed because you know, like a scar doesn't hurt anymore when it's poked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It hurt at one time, but, and you can still see it. It doesn't mean it doesn't Mm -hmm. go away. Like it doesn't mean that that disappointment wound doesn't go away, but it, but it heals. And then it's not affecting Mm -hmm. your life anymore. Yeah. Because here's the deal is that your wounds will start talking your yeah. wounds will start yeah. crying out yeah. for relief. Mm-hmm. And and it and it you can't trace that this XYZ problem is traced all the way back to this XYZ root. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, of whatever happened back here. And that is my story. You know, um the Lord tapped me on the shoulder very gently about five years ago. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I was at a ministry event. I was totally like crying out to God, like just encounter me, Lord, encounter me, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I want you. I want more of you. Mm-hmm. I was already in, you know, full on ministry, full on. Um, you were leading in the. Ministry, I was leading yeah. in the ministry. I was prophesying over people. I was, you know, like we. I was. I was hands on in this ministry that I'm in currently right now. And, and um, I was just like, God, I want breakthrough. I want mm-hmm. breakthrough in my marriage. I want breakthrough in finances. I want my business to explode. Like, God, would you just bless us? Mm-hmm. And boom, he shows me a memory from when I was 15. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> do <Doo, doo, doo. laughs> Okay, let's try that again. Okay, God, I want breakthrough. <laughs> God, I want more no, of I don't you. want that. I don't want that memory. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where did that come from, you know? <laughs> And because um, I had done so much inner work up yeah. until this point, like I had been radically delivered from rage. I had been radically delivered from um, just basically wrecking my life, yeah. um, wrecking my motherhood, wrecking my business, wrecking mm-hmm. my husband, you know, and I had been I had gone through so much inner healing and deliverance from that. And so I was like, OK, this is interesting. Why are we dealing with this? And you guys, he showed me he took me back to when I was 15 and a half and I was laying on a table in Planned Parenthood in Tri-Cities, Washington, having an abortion. Mm-hmm. And and when I said, okay, God, like, what are we doing? You know, he said, Tiffany, he said two things to me. He said, Tiffany, will you allow me to rescue mm-hmm. that 15-year-old little girl mm-hmm. committing murder? And I was like, yes, I will let you rescue her. And he said that I need you to feel remorse about what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I need you to cry about that baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Because up until that point, you guys, and some of you may be relating relating to the story right now, and you're kind of surprised that it even was brought up, that you yourself have had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we minister to women all over the country. And um, we actually do, um, God has put on our hearts to do a lot of times to do calls. Yeah like an altar call yeah. for abortion and to stand up and to come forward because what happens in that moment, it goes back to the hiding. Mm-hmm. What happens is that secret is now released yeah. mm-hmm. and you're unlocked and the shame and the, just the trauma falls off of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it just happened again last night. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a third of the room came up in a tiny little church meeting. I mean, it was radical, wow. radical mm-hmm. freedom. But the thing that holds us back is that we don't know how to get out of the trauma response Mm -hmm. that we've held for the entire time period on the inside of us. And God gives us those trauma responses. Mm -hmm. He gives us the fight, flight, or freeze Mm -hmm. in a moment of massive trauma that is out of our control. Mm -hmm. And and it's to save our life and to keep us going, Mm -hmm. right? But we have to bring that back and reconcile that to the cross. Yeah. And have an exchange with the blood yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Because what happens is it just sits in you. Mm-hmm. It just stays there. That trauma, if not given to the cross right. and given to Jesus, it'll just... And, and then what happens, it'll take root and it'll start blooming fruit that you're like, wait, mm-hmm. like, why can I never lose weight? Mm-hmm. Why do I hate myself? Why do I have thoughts of suicide mm-hmm. when I am a Jesus-believing, radical Christian and I'm having thoughts of suicide? Where is this, like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And why do I look in the mirror and absolutely hate myself mm-hmm. and think I'm terrible and ugly and mm-hmm. fat and all this stuff? Yeah. And um, 
And you don't know that it's traced back to a root system of a 15-year-old committing murder Mm -hmm. where the spirit of death, the spirit of self-hate came in, Mm -hmm. and it just stayed there, and it's under control for a while. And then pretty soon it starts, you know, life starts amping up, your ministry starts amping up, your Mm -hmm. calling, your businesses, Mm -hmm. your family, Mm -hmm. you know, everything starts to be blessed and starts amping up, and guess what comes up with it? You know, the weeds always come up with the flowers. Yeah, that's true. That's and good. so you got to pull the weeds. Yep. Yeah. And um, and so don't be discouraged by that. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Be yeah. encouraged yes. that God in his mercy and his kindness and his love would say, hey, are you yeah. ready to yeah. deal with that? Yeah. Because yeah. this weed is coming up with your flowers. Yeah. And they're coming that's up at the good. same time yeah. in a garden. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that. It talks a lot about this. Mm-hmm. And um, talks a lot about godly remorse. It talks a lot yeah. about yeah. repentance. Yeah. And we think of repentance as, I'm sorry, yeah. I forgave my dad, yeah. I forgave yeah. my mom, yeah. I forgave my friend that hurt me. I, I did. I said mm-hmm. sorry. I forgave them. I mm-hmm. repented. Right. And there's no it. inner work yeah. that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And so I knew in that moment, back to the story, I knew in that moment that he was asking me to release the tears, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. release the crying that I should have done yeah. for my baby that is not on earth right mm-hmm. now not with us in our family. You know, there was tears that needed, there was grief that was pent up that needed to to have a release point to the cross. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, I just said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Because I don't feel anything. I am numb. I am hard about this. Like, I don't even know how to process this. Nobody knows. Mm -hmm. Like, my husband knew, but that was it. It was like, how do you, what do you do with this? And, by the way, when you're dealing with a trauma like that, you think, what in heavens, why would mm-hmm. I ever bring up a terrible moment right. yeah. and let that surface again? Yeah. I mean, it's I'm going to be broken all over again. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have grief all over again. I'm like, I'm going to experience this all over again. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said that pain without the presence, this is what he told me. He said, Tiffany, pain without my presence is death. Wow. And, and you go back and you read that in scripture, and that's exactly what it was. It was, you know, um, Judas... Had had earthly remorse. He had he had worldly remorse, which mm-hmm. leads to death, is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's a powerful scripture. Um, I don't have it up right now, so I can't read it to you. But maybe we can post it in the notes. But it is. It, it talks about someone that that betrayed Jesus, yeah. knew he was wrong, and couldn't repent and find right. remorse. Right couldn't find godly he couldn't mm-hmm. find he couldn't come close and repent yeah and so he went and hung himself well first he went and hid didn't he go and hide first probably yeah i think he went to hide mm-hmm. yes and then you have peter yeah yeah peter did the same thing denied jesus yeah. they right. both did the same act right. Right. of denying jesus peter in fact was told that he was yeah. going to deny right. jesus <laughs> by jesus yeah and then still did it yeah and he and it was three times not mm-hmm. just one to like little girls on the street, yeah. you know, like, and I mean, talk about like the same yeah. scenario, probably yeah. a little bit worse with Peter, yeah. Yeah. but Peter repented and he had, had remorse, godly yeah. remorse. Mm-hmm. True. And so he was healed and he mm-hmm. was said on, on this, I will build my church. Yeah. Not on wow. Peter, but on repentance, right. Right. on godly remorse, wow. on the spirit of, yeah. I need you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I will build my church. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, like if, I can do this. I can yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. Right? So so this process of letting pain sift up again, letting mm-hmm. this moment. And you guys, it wasn't easy. Yeah. 
It yeah. wasn't easy. Yeah. It was literally the first thing he did was he put another 15 year old that I deeply loved mm-hmm. in my place. Mm-hmm. And he said, what if it was her? And that's when I lost it. The mm-hmm. tears came, the wailing came, the yeah. weeping came. Yeah. And I said, no, not her, mm-hmm. not her. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's not happening. And because it was real in yeah. this moment yeah. and he, and, cause he was like, what if it was? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And he goes, exactly. Because Tiffany, that's how I felt when it was you. Mm. And then instantly, Jesus was right here, right next to me, and I was back on the table. And he was right here, right at my shoulder. And he was holding my hand, and he was he was playing with my hair like this, and he was comforting me, he was kissing me, and he was like, it's okay, you're going to be okay. Yeah. I'm right here, I'm right here. So in my deepest, darkest secret, my deepest, darkest sin, Jesus showed himself right there. Wow. He wasn't going to mm-hmm. leave. He wasn't going to leave in disappointment. And as Christians, that's what the religious spirit does. I'm going to leave in disappointment because you Mm -hmm. disappointed me with your sin. So I'm going to leave you. And Jesus Mm -hmm. never leaves us in Mm -hmm. our broken places and in our sin. And so I think that's one thing we have to get better at as as women, as Christian women, is coming alongside someone in their sin versus Mm -hmm. shaming them even more and disowning them. Mm and so sometimes we just don't know what to do. And it's okay to be mad. Like, I don't like that you did that. Mm-hmm. I'm actually yes. really mad about it. I'm, I'm actually really <laughs> hurt and really torn up yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to leave you. Right. And Jesus is going to come help us. Right. You know? And so and I know we've had situations like that where it's been like, yeah. I'm so angry about this. Yeah. And yeah. so angry. But you know what, God? Like, you can heal them just like yeah. you healed me. Yeah, totally. You know? And so in that moment, you guys, he just... He swept in and, and it wasn't like a, um, you know, let's talk about it. Okay. So it wasn't like a beautiful, like serene moment. What it was, was me reliving my abortion Mm -hmm. because I can't hand you something, Jesus, that I don't fully own, Mm -hmm. that I don't remember, that I don't take ownership of. So like if I try to give Jana my phone and like say, Hey, I have a gift for you. Take my phone and you can have it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't give it to her because I actually don't own it. I'm mm-hmm. leasing it from Sprint. <laughs> I don't own this phone. Yeah. So I can give it to her all I want, but we got to go give it back and got to take it back, right? Yeah. So we do that with our sin and with our these moments of pain, and we don't fully own it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if I don't fully own it, I can't fully give it and let go yeah. of it yeah. once and for all. Yeah. Because I can't give away something I don't own. Okay, so that's for somebody right here. That's why you have to own your sin. Yeah, you have good. to own the moment and go, God, this was difficult. Mm-hmm. God, I don't know if you were there. Will you show me? And then boom, he's right there. You know, so it's it's the giving over mm-hmm. process that he walked me through. And what he said was, um, I need you to, I need you to, and he just let me feel it all over again. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm telling you guys, Planned Parenthood is a liar okay they tell you that it's an easy procedure they tell you that it's not a big deal they even go as far to tell you it's not really living it's not really a baby they do all these measures but never once what did i see an ultrasound that was turned the other way and jesus showed me that in this moment i didn't remember any of it but he showed me the whole scene Mm -hmm. no one was in there just the doctor the ultrasounds Mm -hmm. turned that way over here and it, they turn the machine on, and do you guys know that um, the, the the suction machine of um, of the, the part of the abortion 
will go in and it actually just sucks so hard in your uterus that it starts ripping the baby's limbs apart and it starts ripping the baby apart and sucking it into a tube and they have to stay in there long enough to make sure they got every single part of that baby and the sound of that suction in this memory was so tormenting and I was like oh yeah I forgot about that oh yeah and I could feel the pain and then all of a sudden I could feel all the pain in my uterus and I could feel all the like the like my body trying to fight for this life and like the contracting and like the like what's going on wait a minute is it too late like I felt all of it mm-hmm. I felt all of it all over again and it was super traumatizing and but Jesus is right there yeah and he yeah. didn't leave me he said it's okay it's okay I'm right here I'm yeah. right here yep mm-hmm. just yep feel that yep there there's that machine yep there's that and he just he just encouraged me through this process and then um I felt this like massive tornado of death like the darkest um almost like if you have a cavity being filled and you can feel that air like the the gap you know Mm -hmm. and it it hits your nerve Mm -hmm. and it's like the the creepiest feeling ever you're like what is that that hurts so bad but it doesn't hurt Mm -hmm. you're not touching anything it's just air Mm -hmm. it's just this it's like that times a thousand Mm -hmm. and it was this tornado of death just circling on the inside of me, just ripping life out of my womb, out of the place that I was made to create life. Death entered and, and stole life. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, you guys, like, I just, I'm here to tell you that don't believe what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. Don't believe the, the, um, you know, and, and I believe too, you guys, I mean, we're talking about it, right? So, you know, you can't actually tell me that it's pro-choice and pro-life. Mm-hmm. You can't actually tell me that mm-hmm. because it's not. What it is is it's pro-life and pro-death. Mm-hmm. There is no choice. There was death involved. Mm-hmm. It's pro-life and pro-death. Mm-hmm. And I was pro-death in that moment. Yeah. And I spent years ignoring mm-hmm. the reality of what abortion was and what was taking place in, across America And when God took me through this moment Mm -hmm. right here that I'm talking about at 36 years old, I'm 42 now, but at 36, he took me through this moment and he said, um, he said, Tiffany, number one, it's just, it's, I'm right here and it's going to be okay. And then I went through the whole thing and then he just said, I'm going to take your baby. And right there when that tornado of death was going through me, he just, I saw the baby come out. He, Jesus took the baby and then he came over and gave me one last kiss, and then off he went to heaven with my baby. And then the the moment, you know, disappeared, and that was that. And from that moment, um, I've never not been able to share the story. Yeah. Up until that moment, it was like, what abortion? What? What? Yeah. Like, wow. didn't put it on wow. my charts at the doctor's office. Like, you could be sitting here, literally, this actually happened to me, literally, like, you know, a woman's opening up to me and she's like, man, I just feel like I have to tell this to you. Like I had an abortion when I was younger. I don't know what to do with that. And I'm like, wow, that's really sad. Like, man. And like, I would never own it. I would never own that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then, and then when this, when this came to the light, it was like, not only am I owning it, 
but he's given me a voice. He's giving my, my voice back and my power back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, self-hate went away and, you know, I was able to fully love myself. Wow. And God told me, he said, he's, you know, again, one of those phrases that he talks to you like you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, because um, I was trying to process all of this and I was trying to understand, like, you know, the self-hate thing and just all that and what I had dealt with, you know, mm-hmm. and the demonic strongholds that were on me. And he said, you know, when you lose so bad, because I was an athlete, that's why I had an abortion mm-hmm. because I was like, I was, I was, I had dreams of college athletics. Mm-hmm. I was an elite level softball player. I thought there's no way I can follow my dreams if I have this baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to fix my mistake quickly. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I got to mm-hmm. fix my mistake. And um, he said, you know, when you lose that bad, when you lose that bad, that dramatically, he said, you'll spend your whole life trying to make up for it and win. So the striving, the wow. performance, the, yeah. the you know, never good enough, never good enough, because there was this thing of, you're, you're right, you yeah. actually never will be good enough because mm-hmm. you committed murder mm-hmm. when you were 15, and the enemy will hold that and dangle yeah. that in front yeah. of you, and he will torment you with it. And and if it's not that, it's something else, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I believe we're made to rule and reign on this earth. I believe that yeah. Christians are powerful. Yeah. I believe that we are powerful as women. And I believe that once we start letting God unlock these things in our life and we allow him into those deep, dark places that we were never going to tell anyone, mm-hmm. that's when we start to see the fruit mm-hmm. manifest in our life. And we, and I always tell women, you know, your most powerful place is right there with your face in the ground, yeah. crying your face off, wailing, mm-hmm. going through deliverance. That's your most powerful place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not the leader that's taking them through deliverance. It's the yeah. the one that's going, that's willing yes. to yes. lose all dignity and yeah. lose all control and go through the hard thing yeah. and mm-hmm. let it be reconciled to Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And so yeah. that's what he did with me. And he has just, um, and you guys can pray for me. I need to get it. I need to get my book out. Like he's asking me to do these things that I never um, in a million years would have thought that I would be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I just believe that there's a story um, for the, you know, there's 65 million abortions that happened in the U.S. since 1973 when Roe v. Wade was passed. Just in the U.S. Like, that's a lot of women that have this pain and torment. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have pain and torment, maybe you're like, well, I don't care. It's just, it was just a clump of cells, just whatever. Mm -hmm. All that is, you guys, is just the mechanism that God gave us, which was fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. So all you've done is just you've frozen to that to that mm-hmm, trauma, yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not fine. There's yeah. fruit that it will bear yeah. in other forms. Yeah. And if you don't like some of the fruit in your life, you have to ask yourself, yeah. have I dealt with my trauma yeah. Yeah. and my sin? That's good. so good. And so, um, yeah, so I just I want to encourage you guys, if you're on here listening and you share a story like mine, I want to encourage you as a sister as a warrior in Christ, that um, this is our time to rise up. Yeah. This is our time to start sharing yeah, and start being good. a voice for um, the kingdom of God mm-hmm. that comes against the kingdom yeah. of darkness. Do you know that in the middle schools here, or no, in the high schools, um, just uh, the one of the little girls that lives here with us, uh, Natalie, she goes to uh, Hillsboro like, High School, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, great area, great part of town, um, incredible, incredible school. And at their school, when Roe v. Wade overturned, there was girls, she said literally girls got up 
onto the tables at the lunchroom, in the lunchroom, and started screaming and spitting at the boys and started cussing at them and spitting at them and saying, this is your fault. And absolute, and these boys, like, I mean, I have a 19-year-old son. I can only imagine, like, what? Yeah. Is going on, you guys. This wow. spirit, this spirit is so strong, yeah. and it is a demonic spirit. It is. It's. It's the only reason why we get confused about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the only reason why we like you see these manifestations mm-hmm. come out. Oh, so you're so you're mad that you can't kill babies. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're mad right now. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Like you guys, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There, there's but but save the eagles. But you'll actually go to jail if you kill an eagle. And get okay, fined $250,000. And, and get fined $250,000. Okay. But, but, but you can go ahead and kill all the babies yeah. that you don't want to have because yeah. it's just a really great form of birth control. It's nonsense. Yeah. We have been deceived. We have been lied to. Yeah. We have covered our eyes and closed our ears mm-hmm. to the term, my body, my choice. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Because as soon as you get pregnant, there's someone else's body in that yeah. womb. It's not your body anymore. And in fact, if you got killed by a car while you were pregnant mm-hmm. and you and the baby didn't survive, it would be a double homicide. Yeah, that's true. But you could go in and murder your baby if you don't want them. Mm-hmm. You also can't throw a baby in a garbage can. Right. But you could have an abortion, even here in Portland, up to 28 days and kill a baby 28 days after it's born. Wow. Oh, yeah. And in California. Wow. And in Michigan, I think it just passed. Um, so you can, you can, you, but you can't throw your baby in a garbage can and it's millions of dollars if you want to get your baby, like if you want to adopt a baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's just a lot right now, a lot. If we open our eyes, Mm -hmm. we understand the war that we're in and the reason that we need to be healed and we need to use our voice and we need to be a voice of truth in the kingdom of darkness that is trying to overtake our kids. They're coming after your kids. They're coming mm-hmm. right, strong, hard after your kids. Mm-hmm. We're seeing things in Tri-Cities that haven't happened for 20 years yeah. start all over again. Yeah. Like we're back in the 80s. Yeah. And I'm like, drive-by shootings? No. Yeah. Gang violence? No. Yeah. They're coming after your children. Mm-hmm. And it's not people. It's a demonic, yeah. Yeah. the demonic right. realm. And we must know how to pray. Yep. We mm-hmm. must know how to fight in war. Yeah. And so um, Pastor Jenny's going to get on here. She's going to talk about... Um, what we're, what the strategy that God launched was called prayer hubs. Mm-hmm. And we believe that there's going to be 250,000 yeah. prayer hubs all across the United mm-hmm. States of one or two mm-hmm. to five women gathering mm-hmm. and praying the prayer points that God gave us yeah. over our government, over our nation, over our education system, over um, our families, our churches, yeah. our cities, our communities, all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we believe that as women rise up and start praying boldly, godly, Prayers, yeah. prayers from heaven that we're going to see the thing, the nation shift. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. see things start to change mm-hmm. because we believe that there's power in our prayers. And yeah. We believe yeah. our prayers matter. Yeah. And yeah. so if you haven't started a prayer hub, go to hervoicemovement.com, start a prayer hub, yeah. um, listen to Pastor Jenny's podcast, and um, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen mm-hmm. underground. Oh, we yeah. believe there's an underground movement of yeah. warriors that are going to rise up. Yeah. And this is all about rising up as a warrior. Mm-hmm. This is not yeah. about being a better Christian. You know, yeah. and one of my favorite quotes is actually, um, and I'll end with this, but it says, <laughs> it says, um, what if this whole thing wasn't about becoming something like become a better Christian, become better, yeah. become, a, you know, become a warrior. It says, what if 
this whole thing is about unbecoming everything that really isn't you. Unbecoming everything that was isn't you so that you can be who you were meant to be in the first place. Yeah. And that's my favorite thing. And I stand on that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. So I bless you guys. So I, good. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that's amazing. Thank you yes. so much. This is all the stuff that we need to be talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you talk about being a warrior, doing, you know, going out and them coming after the ki- our kids. Like that's the first yeah. thing I think of. It's like, man, if our kids, if our kids knew the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I'll never forget the first time that my kids heard your story. Yeah. You know, wow. they were like bawling, wow. you know, but they got home and they're like, man, like, I didn't know Miss Tiffany. Like, I didn't know she went through that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, isn't that so sad? And then yeah. they're like, is that really, is that true? Is that really how the baby? I'm like, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Like, oh, there's so many people that do that. I know. Yeah. You know, but you better believe that mm-hmm. when that thought yeah. starts, you know, the enemy starts trying to plant stuff in their minds. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to think of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And so, yeah. So thank you so much yeah. for sharing your story. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just the realness. You know, I love when you share because I think you, you just don't care to leave anything out. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason for that is because you truly went through healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think one of the things that I just listening to your story, I think that we sometimes we bought into the lie that because something was forgiven, that we don't have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. You know, or talk oh, about yeah. it or talk about oh, it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, I mean, surely Jesus forgave me. Yeah, yeah. he did. You are 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're not going to allow yourself to go through the healing, yeah. then you're walking around with that wound, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and I will say on that note that um you know, all of this healing of trauma and all this, you know, um, reconciliation to the cross, none of this is a heaven or hell issue. Right. When you accept Jesus, you are going to heaven when you die. Yes. End of story. I believe that with all my heart. Mm -hmm. However, if you don't deal with these things, you will have, you won't go to hell, Yeah. but you will have hell on the inside of you. You will have hell in your emotions. Mm -hmm. You will have hell in your mind. You will have, and that looks like depression, anxiety, panic attacks, Mm -hmm. self-hate, torment, self-harm. All of that is hell living on the inside Mm -hmm. of you. So you have to reconcile that to the cross so you can have heaven Mm -hmm. residing inside of you. So it's not a heaven or hell issue after we die. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about living your fullest expression of you on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Okay, well, love you guys. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would love for you to stay connected. You can follow us on Instagram at Arena Capitula and Jana Arnunas. We would be so honored to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel at OK! Let's Talk About It. And if you enjoyed this, please share so your friends and family can also feel empowered. Thank you for your support, and we will talk to you soon.